Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had such a fabulous question come in. So a friend asked, uh, she said, you know, I've had some really beautiful opportunities to speak into people's lives lately, and it's been wonderful. And then she wrote, I have noticed a pattern when I pray for others and share with them what God puts on my heart. Once the conversation is over, I feel worthless, ashamed, and foolish. I fear that I have caused harm somehow and feel sure that I'm not doing any good. The message is very clear. You have nothing to offer, so you should just give up. Oh, does this ring true for you? When I read this, I was like, oh my goodness, it's not just me. (laughs) I have been feeling that myself this last week. And so I want to say, first of all, of course this would happen, right? If we're stepping out with the love of Jesus, afterwards, there's going to be a time of resistance. We're going to feel some level of just fatigue or exhaustion. And I think especially up front when we're first really learning to step out, that there is that sense of just almost like embarrassment. And and when I say first step out, the reality is I could say if it's been a decade or two for me and I'm still feeling it, it could be that this is actually just a thing. But Um, I think it's helpful to be able to identify that this is, it's not abnormal. It doesn't mean that it's even true. I mean, most likely it's not true. (laughs) And so um, I think there's a reason though why, okay, how do I want to put this? If you think about Jesus, when he was walking with his disciples and the woman with the issue of blood came up and touched the tassel of his robe, he felt power go out of him, or the King James says virtue go out of him. He felt something. There was an actual sharing of energy, shall we say. There was a sharing of something, almost tangible enough that he could identify that he had that he was missing something that he had just a little bit before. This is very unexpected, I think. And yet I feel like it also actually matches life experience. It matches my life experience that when somebody leaves after a time of ministry, there is a sense of needing to um, be refilled. There's a, a sense of needing to worship the Lord for a while, or sometimes I might need to take a bath and just let my muscles soak, let my body just refresh and relax for a little while. Um, In some ways, it might be even a little bit like um, a time of fasting where um, the, the point is to be gentle with yourself and to be just kind of at peace. So I have a few ideas on how to overcome this sense of Um, overwhelm or embarrassment or shame. So first of all, I guess the good thing to say is this isn't unusual. You're not failing. It's not even true, most likely. And, And so that's just helpful to recognize it's a thing. Next thing, you could always, always pray a cutting free prayer. And this was something that Christian Healing Ministries taught me When I went to their conference, it was so beautiful to watch the prayer ministers all minister. And at the end of a session, 
they would pray for one another. They had water that they had blessed and they would do the sign of the cross on their foreheads and their hands and their feet. And whether you want to get into blessed water or not, I don't really care. I think the point is that they recognize that there was a sense of saying, I need to wash off the things that are around me. I need to wash off these influences or anything that's coming against me. I need to just not partner with it. I need to say no. And so uh, a cutting free prayer really could just be as simple as saying, Jesus, thank you that you allowed me to share your love with the people around me. And I don't want to carry them. They're too heavy for me. But thank you, Jesus, that you have stronger shoulders. And so I give them to you and ask that you would carry them on your shoulders. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So there is other cutting free prayers. You could find them online if you really wanted to know. But the reality is it it doesn't have to be something super formal. It truly is enough to just say, boy, I don't have the strength to carry around all of the people that I interact with every day. I'm giving them to you, Jesus, to let you do it. Amen. <laughs> and so then, of course, there's also that sense of saying, I now that I've been washed, now that I've been cleansed, I also need to be refilled. I need to be maybe ministered to myself. And so with that, then I think anytime you might be feeling words like shame or embarrassment or unworthiness, there's a couple of directions that you could take with that. I think one direction, you could always just do a little deliverance where you say, I see you, spirit of shame, spirit of unworthiness, spirit of failure. I refuse to partner with you. I bind you and I send you to Jesus. And in the place of that, I bless myself with the knowledge that I am God's daughter and his beloved. I bless myself with the power, love, and a sound mind that he promises. I thank you, God, that I get to live in a kingdom that is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so you get to enter into this, the beautiful promises of God and just kind of refuse the other stuff. Just say no to it. No, no. And then in, and then I think it's good to just refill with whatever it is that fills you. And I would say one of the more effective things to do is called soaking prayer. And this basically just means that you listen to worship music and rest. And sometimes I, well, I, sh I could say soaking prayer is a little bit difficult for me. I have a lot of energy and anytime I have to kind of lie still, it often makes me feel a little bit twitchy. But after a time of ministry, I actually sometimes just absolutely crave it. Like I just need to lie here on my bed or on the floor for half an hour and just cry and listen to worship music until I'm ready to keep going. So that is one thing. If you have somebody that you trust in the realm of prayer and you can give them a call and say, I just need to talk this out. Can we just pray through this? I think that that is also really fair. And never, of course, are you wanting to gossip. It's more like, this is the those sense of resistance I'm feeling right now. Can you just help me pray it off? When we partner with someone else in prayer, our prayers are so powerful. It's truly astonishing. You know, when you think about the New Testament, how often the believers were praying together. There's That's one of the secrets of the kingdom, I think. But I'm not really going to get into that right now. But it, 
if you have somebody else, that is really a great gift and a beautiful, beautiful benefit. And so the other thing that you could do is, to me, I just think it's so beautiful with the courts of heaven. I don't know that I do this every time if I'm feeling shame or unworthiness, but there is a part of saying, you know what, what is the accuser speaking against me? Or I guess to begin, usually I like to say, do I have permission to come to the courts of heaven? And the answer is always yes, but it's nice to just get that um, formality taken care of. And then to say, what is the accuser speaking over me? Oh, speaking failure, speaking unworthiness, speaking um, foolishness. Well, you know, I can just say guilty as charged because I recognize it in myself. I am all of those things. I hope that I carried the the beautiful fragrance of the Lord with me. But if I didn't, all of those things are true. And then I just plead the blood of Jesus and say, thank you, Jesus, that your blood covers any failure or anything else that I might do that is not perfect. I thank you, Jesus, that your blood is so powerful. And then you say, judge of all the earth, how do you find me? And the answer is not guilty. So then you can go into the deliverance and say, I see you, spirit of unworthiness. I see you, spirit of failure. I refuse to partner with you. So I don't usually do that. I feel like um, usually it's more maybe me that's accusing myself rather than needing to necessarily go to the courts of heaven. But if I had a sense that I should, I would absolutely do that. Absolutely. And so, Lord God, I thank you that you give us tools, both tools to minister and tools after a time of ministry. I thank you, Lord, for how gracious you are that you teach us what it looks like to walk with you. I thank you, Lord, that you put us in community and that when we are seeking your face, that you actually do what you promise. I think it's Psalm 8110 where you say, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And so, God, I thank you that when we are ministering to our friends and those around us, that if we say, Lord, I need some help. I'm opening my mouth wide. Will you fill it? That the answer is always yes. And so then, Lord, as we come to the end of a time and the person has left and all of the accusations rise up against us, then Lord, I thank you that we don't have to live with those accusations, that we don't have to agree with them. I say thank you, Lord, for how gracious and good you are. In the name of Jesus, amen. I hope that you found this helpful. If you have additional questions or if this really rang true to you, I welcome your thoughts. You can email me, amy at workplaceprayer.com. And uh, I'm so grateful for the time that you spent to share with this time with me. So thank you. Bye. Thanks.